This is Splice. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. This sounds great. Thank you. Hey, people. Good morning, Rishad. Good morning, Padma. Hey, it's nice to see Thandar in there and Chelly. Hi, Rishad. Hi, Alan. Ooh, sorry. Hey, Thandar. Oh. Your sound is very distant. But we can hear the dog. That's great. <laughs> we can hear the dog. Can you... <laughs> Hi, Alan. Sunny is here with me. I can tell. <laughs> we can when, hear when I said the dog, that's what hey, I meant. <laughs> I, I'm walking uh, in, in different different room, and I heard Ellen and Richard. That's why I was screaming like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can even recognize your voice out of the, the telephone. So this is how close I'm to you. See, right. this is what, this Aww. is why we, we miss you, man. This is why we do this. So much love. Three minutes past the hour, the red dot is on, so we're recording. Red dot is on. I think We've I got, got the date right this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out at the end. <laughs> we, we'll find out. And we've got all the right people in, in, in this little telegram box. So I think we're good, man. Very good. Welcome, everybody, to Splice Lo-Fi. It's August 20th, 2021. This is our weekly audio live check-in with the Splice community to see what everyone's up to. And this is the 18th time that we're doing this. Uh, so we're recording this, and we're putting this out later as a podcast. So speak openly here, but if you want to be taken off the record, let, let us know, and we'll edit you out in post. Otherwise, this is going to go out onto the internet as it is right now after this recording. Put yourself on mute if you're not speaking, and remember to unmute yourself when you speak. And of course, remember, this is a conversation, so we would love to hear your questions. Just jump in whenever. And uh, also, you can you can type your question into the Telegram chat group as well. Uh, by the way, a quick reminder that Lo-Fi is also a podcast. So if you can't stick around for the whole 30-minute session, uh, like Hui over here, just look up the recording in your podcast app later on. So so down to the business of the day. We're so excited to be talking about talking to Padma Priya our podcast superstar. Uh, she comes from the podcast platform Suno India. Suno, uh, for everybody who doesn't speak Hindi, means listen. Padma, where are you right now? Are you in uh, Hyderabad? Yes, I'm in Hyderabad, India. Yep. Right. And, you know, it was interesting to to uh, look at your uh, your website, which, which, by the way, Shirley is saying is, is, is amazing. Uh, in the telegram chat you know and you say in you say on your website that you started suno in 2018 because you mm -hmm. were tired of the noise from tv channels how did you mean that literally literally or figuratively i think i meant it literally and figuratively i think all of us um, all the three co-founders we were really fed up with how um you know, there are no really conversations happening in these news panels. I mean, if if you guys have some, I mean, I'm sure you do, Alan and Rishad, in terms of the context of how Indian news uh, panel discussions are. Um, Tell us about become, that. Yeah, um, I think so. It's a bit so they sort of have adopted the Fox News style and gone a bit above and beyond it, where you know you'll have eight or nine panelists, mostly men, and uh, you know there'll be one big hot discussion, the prime during the prime time, which is 9 p.m. Um, and you know, with this, with social media, there are also these, these fancy hashtags which news channels come up with. And you'll have one anchor who is basically, um, 
you know the superstar anchor and, and he's basically asking questions but he's not giving the panelists time to actually answer and he's answering the questions too and then you are like left wondering as the audience member wait what are you actually doing because you know um and he will give sort of like time for those people who fit a certain agenda or a certain narrative and the rest are all like you know um the it's it's almost like it's very it's very tragic comedy sort of a thing right it's just happening like it's almost like it's like a it's like a theater things sort of you know where people are like uh, slotted as anti nationals and nationalists and then you know that that's being fed into this narrative and i think i mean you know i i have done journalism and i have done like you know uh, journalism which is i i mean i was started off as a city reporter where you do straight reporting and then for me like this rise of this sort of television news was like in itself very bizarre because it was something that i've never experienced um but i think over the last 6 uh, 7 years it's it's become really toxic it's become really vicious and uh, and it's on it's all noise and they're basically telling people this is this is the right way to think this is the only right way you can think right so um yeah and i think that's essentially how um all three of us came up with the idea of starting suno india um yeah but i meant it literally and figuratively by the way so yeah there's nothing quite like <clears throat> there's nothing quite like a manal of hysterical men all talking oh, yeah. at the same time is there no <laughs> tell us a, tell us about your first podcast on suno what do you what did you jump in with what did you start out with sure um so our first podcast was called dear pari um which was uh, the first podcast on uh, it, it still remains on the only podcast on child adoption in india um and it is a topic that's pretty close to my heart and the other co-founder rakesh who's also my partner our hearts uh, because we've uh, we had adopted our daughter 6 years ago and one of the things that we realized um, during the course of the whole process of you know wanting to become parents who adopt and you know having this kind of a family and just the the sheer stigma and taboo still around adoption in india and the number of questions that were thrown around us um you know and people would like ask us and it's really like as soon as they would want to ask something about adoption the the voice would you know the volume would drop a few decibels and then it would almost become a whisper and then they would ask us like oh are you going to tell your child that she's adopted and i'm like uh yeah and then it sort of like it struck me it struck me that this was something that a lot of people in the community were going through and when we had this idea of suno india um uh i mean in fact we bought the website i think domain in 2017 itself but you know we were all in full time jobs um and then when we were finally put sitting down and putting it you know how do we put it this is the the topic that we decided to sort of go headlong in because it was something that we could relate to we wanted to raise awareness on and basically the aim of the podcast is to also sort of create like a resource for future parents who want to adopt so um the first season actually delves a lot into um questions which are actually asked in these hushed voices like will you tell your child um will you let her you know will you let your child go looking for the birth parents um you know why should you tell the child that they're adopted why should you not and so we had all these conversations with experts so we brought in like adoption counselors we brought in adoptees we brought in a birth mother because usually birth parents especially in i don't know how it is in other in nations but especially in india the birth parents are very very um either they're they're looked at like they're looked down upon or they're looked at as um as you know oh shit poor things you know it's 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 like real severe extremes and you know so we brought in a birth mother's perspectives about you know why she chose to give up two of her daughters for um 
adoption so yeah that's that was the first season and then we did uh, another season and hopefully this year um we will come out with a third season but that was a launch podcast and uh, it did tremendously well in the initial days i mean it took some time but it was out of just sheer word you know word of mouth that it spread and it did really well and you know we had mainstream media actually jump in and write about the podcast um it got shared very widely within whatsapp groups within different facebook communities um and uh, we started getting a lot of feedback also and it helped us develop the the season 2 you know so hmm. yeah dear pari was our first podcast which we launched in uh, september 2018 That's that's really interesting. Given your background, you could have chosen any other format uh, to do out there. Yeah. Right? You could have done uh, text, or you could have done video. What made you go to podcast as a as a format? Well, one we uh, it's it's a it's a very easy and fun medium. Um, and you know, I'd been experimenting with podcasts uh, for the previous organization that I was working with, um, Doctors Without Borders. um they have a very solid sort of a podcast and you know one of the things that we would be you know when i was part of the comms team we would be telling was asking like doctors and you know like people who are on the field to sort of record these audio diaries and then we'd put together these audio diaries and then we would you know also like sort of send it to like bbc and saying hey are you guys are interested in taking this or uh, and and also have msf has its own podcast and you know it's put out there uh, so these are like actual on ground reporting and i really like the medium and i always love the audio medium i've been like a huge radio um fan i've done radio shows it's just something that i really enjoy uh but i think the reason also why we chose podcast is one it's it's low cost i think let's uh let's be like very honest about it it's, it's a it's low cost entry if you are a media you know you, you don't have enough money and you're uh, starting out as a you know first time media entrepreneur i think uh, yeah it's low cost and also i think the kind of topics that we had we had sort of decided we would be sort of going in with um we realized would people would naturally be more open if there was just a mic and not a camera um you know so i think i think all these factors sort of led us to um do it and also the the part that i spoke about television right so one of the things that i feel hap- that happens a lot in television or youtube is that people are also distracted by the visuals and they're not really um sort of focusing on the main point and i felt like if we were to become a platform where we are giving voices um where we basically passing the mic literally you know we i would i would really want our listeners to sort of listen in and and focus and not get distracted by other things and um, you know be actual you know even if it's like 10 people listening and they actually get impacted by one story i would be really happy and i think that's essentially why we went with the podcast route like these are the sort of deciding factors for us excellent uh karen vera our our long time listener has a question for you Should that be long-time questioner? Uh, hello, hi, hi. So you know, it's tremendous work that you've been doing, and I wanted to ask because one of these features of have doing this on audio and in discussion with other people is the skill of group discussion and mm-hmm. you know, you know conversation, uh, a discussion you know well structured, well organized, insightful, and that's a skill in itself. It's it's a uh, I studied absolutely. Uh, Yeah, my my communications degree group discussion was like um seriously six units of class. So I want to know your experiences in growing a group discussion, uh what you've learned in the since 2018 and how to keep a group discussion sort of well-paced and well-organized. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um 
our podcasts have different formats um, i mean the the more common one is the i mean not not the more common one we do have interview formats um, you know the straight you know one panelist or two panelists and we um, not really panelists actually interviewees and then we sort of put it together um and we do a lot of reported narratives so we actually have reporters going on ground and you know collecting testimonies and then um we script it and then we put it together as a podcast in terms of group discussions i mean all honesty um there have been only very few that we have done and those have also been like webinars or panel discussions that we were sort of moderating and um and like you rightly pointed out if uh, you you're so right in terms of like the group discussion dynamic is so different like just to do it well in itself takes a lot of time um and um in my experience i feel like for the group discussion format like and you know i i and this is just like from my experience because i've also done a lot of moderation of of like panel discussions and stuff i think just laying down the ground rules even before the recording starts with every single guest is really really important um telling them not to speak over each other um telling them to be respectful telling them to sort of i i we literally tell this to you know when we're doing these sort of panel discussions we literally tell people please don't speak over each other please be respectful of the other guests please wait for the other guests to you know the to finish what they're saying and um it might sound like odd but like you, you know especially if you have like senior panelists or whatever you know but it's something that constantly needs reminding because everyone has something to say and everyone wants to jump in and say something but then how is a listener going to even comprehend if people are going to speak over each other so for me that's that's the prime thing like you know sure everyone will get their turn and if say i am doing like a 40 minute panel discussion then i do ensure that each pan and there are four panelists and i do ensure that in that 40 minutes everyone is getting that you know 8 to 10 minutes of time um so yeah this has been my experience karen i don't know if i've answered your question no moderation is part of group discussion skills yeah. so yeah it's been very helpful thank you padma i wanted to ask a question that you know that's picking up some pace in the telegram chat um you've already had you know in the last uh, 15 minutes had two people talk about how beautiful your, your website is and you know Thank we you. we yeah. agree uh, i wanted to ask about the illustrations they seem to be such a big part of your brand yes. uh, there are a few styles in there but that there seems to be one artist that really stands out who does these um no we do have a couple of artists in fact that we collaborate with and we work with but i think uh, one artist that yeah the initial all our podcasts uh, were pretty much illustrated by priyanka kumar um she's uh, right now an associate prof at the berkeley school of design if i'm not mistaken um and uh, yeah she's a fantastic artist um and uh, you know we were friends from again doctors without borders and when we were starting we were coming up with suno india you know i mean we we had very limited budgets and i told her hey you know this is this is what we want to do and she she really loved the idea and um our first podcast dear pari she was the one who came up with that brilliant brilliant cover art you know the puzzle piece which i which i love uh, adore and i think dear pari season 1 is the only podcast where we decided to have like episodic art because for us like every every episode had like a uh, a story to tell and we wanted the story to be immediately conveyed through through the illustration um and i'm a big fan of of illustrations i i am someone who believes you know and and actually the all three of us love illustrations and we believe that like you know illustrations actually convey quite a lot and we wanted to merge these two illustrations and 
and audio and and just put it together and yeah that's how it came up and now it's pretty much part of our uh, dna of the suno india dna i seriously if if you want a um a free product idea i would i would sell these as posters some of your cover art some of that cover yes. art is just amazing we are working on that rishad yes <laughs> yeah wonderful so you know looking through the uh, the list of um of podcasts that you have uh, a lot of these are very heavy 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 topics very heavy uh, <laughs> like you know diverse bodies matter you know yeah. to climate climate uh, emergency yeah. cyber democracy like how do you come across these topics and how how do you decide which ones to launch you have i think there are like 14 uh, yeah, shows currently. listed here yeah, yeah how, how do you come running. up with them ah uh, okay so I think when we decided with starting Suno India, the idea was that we will sort of um, build a platform for topics and for people and for communities that need to be heard, that need their stories to be told. Um, and for me, it's very important editorially that a lot of the topics that we chose fit in that criteria. Um, and they might be heavy, they might be not so sexy from a from a mainstream media point of view. Uh, we have actually been told that, that, oh, you know, your topics are not so sexy, man. I'm like, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think the, the idea being that let's, let's be as rooted as we can to the good old journalism ideas and principles, which is that, you know, our job is to get you stories and you as a listener take make the decision on you know, what you think about it. We are not going to sit and tell you this is the right way to think. You know, we are not going to tell you, you know, the, the you know, what is happening with the farm. We are not going to set like our, you know, we are not going to push our agendas in that sense. Um, but I understand that just by choosing these topics, we are sort of setting a certain sort of agenda. Um, and I think the agenda being that there are so many stories that need to be told from India. And we are only covering maybe like not even like 0.5% of the of the topics that need to be told, you know, of, of the stories that need to be told. Um, and for me, it was very critical to also sort of almost juxtapose it with what the mainstream media is showing versus what's actually happening on ground. Some of these podcasts actually evolved from conversations. So I can give you an example with um, the Diverse Bodies Matters, which is also the, the season two of our Rare Lives podcast, our Rare Disease podcast. It was titled One in 20,000 um, initially, and the second season is called uh, Rare Lives Matter. Um, and that came from a conversation again with a friend who, who, is, who has a rare disease herself, you know, a one in 20,000 disease herself, and she's the host, Avantika. And it came up as a conversation. She was, you know, I know that she had been sort of, you know, silently advocating about raising awareness. And, and then, you know, when she heard that we were starting this platform, she asked me, what do you think of this idea? And I was like, perfect just come on board and you know and we sort of brainstormed and we put together the first season and for the second season we managed to get a grant you know to sort of support it so um similarly with cyber democracy you know i was following the the host um we've had two seasons again but we i was following the host on twitter and he's somebody who is really vocal and he's a very vocal advocate about digital rights digital privacy and how it actually impacts um, all these, you know, interventions by the government, whether it's the the Aadhaar card, which is like a social security card, or 
all these other interventions that they're doing, um, you know, the databases that they're making, how they actually can lead to sort of some form of surveillance and how it can have an impact on our rights as civilians. Uh, and this is a topic that I'm very personally interested in and have wanted to learn more about. And, you know, I was following this, this guy and I just reached out to him and I, I met him. He happened to also be from Hyderabad. And I, uh, during one of, at that time we were living in Delhi and at, during one of the visits I met him, we had a sit down, chat down. And, you know, I told him, I have this idea, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's put it together. And that's how cyber democracy came across. So some of the ideas actually came through conversations with like-minded people or people with whom, you know, who are doing some very specific and fantastic work, um, but did not have like, you know, like this guy was writing was whenever he was invited to write opinion pieces, he was writing. But I think to do it in a more systematic manner really also helped him and helped us actually. So, um, yeah, so some of these uh, shows honestly came together like that. And some were uh, very, um, uh, they were very obviously um, driven by, you know, what we have experienced or what we have seen on ground. So climate emergency, for example, is uh, led by Rakesh, uh, the other co-founder who's been in the climate and environment field for over, you know, 11 years now. Um, and he's been doing climate advocacy and climate comms and someone who talks about this. So, um, yeah, so that's how climate emergency came about. And we have, you know, we have had some incredible environment journalists come on and report for us and do some really, really fantastic episodes. Um, and it's just like, I think 30 or 30, yeah, it's, it's 30 episodes old, just, it just turned 30 episodes old very recently. Yeah. Hey, our friend uh, Hui has a question. Jump in. Hi, Padma. Hi. Hi, I've, um, I'm looking through your website and uh -huh. it's, it's brilliant that you've got shows in Hindi, Telugu and Tamil. So I, I'd like to ask a bit about how you toggle between these languages and, you know, are there any particularities that you have to be aware of when you do podcasts in so many different languages? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have like currently in three, no, four languages, English, Hindi, you know, yeah, sorry, three, um, English, Hindi, uh, Telugu, uh, Tamil, we had during the election season, we do have a Tamil storytelling show. Um, but in terms of like current affairs and so on, we have it in three right now. Um, in terms of what we need to keep in mind, yeah, I mean, I think every, um, every audience segment is very different here, right? Like, so for, for the Hindi audience, they're looking for something, some maybe something different than, you know, what the Telugu audience would be looking for. And uh, we chose these three languages because these are the three languages we are comfortable in with as a team. Um, you know, I and Rakesh are Telugu speakers. We also are Hindi speakers and English speakers. So, um, you know, and, and Tarun is, a, is like a Hindi speaker. So I think for us, it was important to also choose languages that we understand. And I, I speak a bit of, I mean, I speak and understand Tamil. So that's how the Tamil podcast came during the elections time. Um, but I think what needs to be kept in mind are the regional sort of, I wouldn't say peculiarities, but I think just, you know, how you present it to the audience is slightly different for Hindi audience than the Telugu audience. Um, and also I think what, you know, I call these as like, you know, oasis in deserts. Um, you know, these podcasts of ours, especially in current affairs are literally like oasis in deserts. I mean, if you look in the Telugu podcast segment, the only podcasts that you'll find are related to Tollywood, you know, the films, uh, movies and actors and or, or pop culture and very few around current affairs. In Hindi, 
um it's it's a similar sort of a thing you know maybe maybe a bit wider there but like our hindi podcast we have two which is ra which is a podcast on careers and another one which is baat mulaqat which is a news show i think again they stand out on their own just because of the topics that we have chosen and um, you know it's it's far from the pop culturey uh, stuff and they're not hosted by any big celebs um it it's us doing the work and yeah i think um i think on the ultimate what we have learned ultimately is you know just from looking at how our audience engagement is listener engagement is that i think ultimately if you bring in good content people will listen irrespective of who is bringing that content i mean irrespective of who is presenting it right like um, a lot of the big big podcasts here are led by celebrities and we don't have celebrities on our uh, you know in our portfolio um not that i have anything against it but we just can't afford them you know for one um so yeah i think but but you know our learning has been has been that if you bring in relevant good content from the region people will love it people will embrace it and people will then tell other people to go listen to it i hope i answered your question cool so at, at this at this point i'm going to try to pivot to something a bit um harder uh so padma i know you've you've had a really hard year uh struggling with covid um uh so if if you haven't seen um uh, padma's uh uh tweet on this one it's a it's it's a long uh, uh twitter thread uh she's pinned it to to the top of her uh her, her twitter account uh have a look at it because it it really gives you an idea of of how rough of a year it's been for her and her family uh and i think you you were saying before this this call started uh you've had covid twice now um, yeah. and that's and that's given you quite a lot to reflect on um and and here we are you know coming to the end of 2021 uh how do you look back at the year uh and and the lessons that you've learned you know and and you kind of alluded to this in in your in your twitter thread yeah. uh about work cultures being so toxic uh and and you being a, a co-founder you know i If, if we could just pick on that one and let's sure. and let's hear a little bit of of your insights around that you know what what has covid getting covid twice uh learning to live with covid what has that taught you about the way we work and the way we run our companies yeah i think um you know one of the reasons i i had i decided to sort of quit um msf was because um i just was not able to cope in terms of the amount of work and you know the toll it was taking on me mentally and physically um and i just needed a break and you know i wanted to work on my own terms but i realized that when you start your own company working on your own terms means you're just working much more harder than the usual you know say 9 to 8 or 9 to 7 job you know which is how it was for me for many many years you know and and as a journalist you don't have timings um and and i've been somebody like that and Yeah I mean I I I was a self-proclaimed workaholic so um for me getting covid you know and then and then the subsequent post covid effects and then um just getting it you know again in in April of this year and just being in ICU for 8 days I think it's all just it's almost almost like rewired my brain and how I think about about work and how I think about how I think about productivity and how i think about impact i mean i think i've i've been the kind of person who has always felt like i need to do more i need to do more and you know it also comes from being a woman and you know trying to sort of go up the ladder and then you always have to work twice as hard as your male counterparts to one be taken seriously to be recognized and 
i think i had i had all these baggage you know which i was carrying with me and then and then covid hit me like bam and i was just just bedridden for months together you know and you know i became depressed i had severe anxiety um and for me i i realized that you know there's nothing nothing honestly greater and more important than one empathy towards oneself and compassion towards oneself but also towards others um there was a time in fact during the second wave when the entire team got six and we are a team of six people like six people and you know five people in my team i mean including me and rakesh and the and their families all of us got covid and there was literally one reporter you know who was like uh, you know i'll just go on keep doing what i have to do and and yeah i mean and we and i i basically had to step in and i had to tell people guys let's just take some time off like this is really hard on all of us i mean just watching the second wave trying to report on the wave wave after wave has been has been mentally draining and all of us have covid fatigue like even as listeners um as as reporters everybody and yeah for me i think it also highlighted how toxic this work cultures are and, and i wanted to definitely um have a sort of work culture where if so, if my teammate comes and tells me i'm not able to cope today i need a day off i say okay sure go ahead take it like you know it shouldn't be such a big deal where people are scared to come and ask for leave i mean and that's the culture in india i mean i don't know how many how much of how many of you know it like even to like get a sick leave you have to produce 150 like proofs that you're actually sick i mean why do that like someone needs a mental health day someone needs a, a needs a period day like i don't you know don't care just if someone's not able to work don't push it like you know um and i i've realized that just having that sort of an attitude actually makes people more productive because they they see where you're coming from they're more empathetic and i am extremely thankful actually for my team because they are the ones who literally pulled through this year you know um and have actually told me repeatedly oh my god take the pressure off yourself and just focus on yourself because you know i mean i i i was putting a lot of pressure on myself despite being ill like oh my god oh my god like i am not working it's been four months it's been five months and then i had to just stop counting like yeah okay i have not been able to be fully functional since february that's okay you know and just having to tell myself that's okay has been the biggest learning i but isn't that amazing i mean sometimes you know just picking up on what you're saying we create our own uh, so many of us create our own toxic work cultures Absolutely. and then you look back and you step back and you're like wait i did that to myself and my team and my listeners and my audiences like if there's you nailed it i mean if there's one thing we need more in 2021 and uh, going forward it's empathy and it's compassion um yeah. yeah well said and it sounds like you went through a horribly difficult time and you know it sounds like you're coming out from it now but in such a tired sort of um tired sort of way um and and you have you have a we all have a ways to go here um yeah. do we have questions for padma bring them on i think we're we're getting to the end of uh this episode and we'd love questions for you, from you folks just jump right in if you do uh i see some some comments are coming into the uh the chat box uh so we'll just wait for those you can have I the see... poster rishad i'll make sure you get the poster <laughs> <laughs> sorry alan you asked what that name means it it means uh to break the cage yeah to break the cage so good uh carl uh just said uh just want to thank padma for sharing that so sorry to hear all that you've gone through 
absolutely with you in wanting to change and improve our work cultures. Thank you, Carl. We yeah, have Carl on. It's, and I think it's really like with all of us, like especially all the media, I mean, entrepreneurs who are here, I really think that we have the potential now to change, like, you know, to, to tell people, hey, it's okay. If you need days off, just take those days off. And, you know, I also actually, I, I don't know if Tan Tanmoy is not here, but I think Tanmoy has been really, really sort of um, in, in a way very influential for me, just his work, his writing, in just understanding mental health and also in understanding toxic work cultures and also our own toxic selves, right? Like, I think we put a, a lot of pressure on ourselves, I think. And Tanmoy has been brilliant in just like talking about it. So, yeah. And I think we just need to take a break and it's okay to take a break. And, you know, it, it's, it's just taken me so long to come to that point to say, you know, Priya, it's okay if you're not doing anything, you know, if, if today you're just, if you just need to read a book, that's okay, you know, and the, the one thing that I discovered thanks to COVID is that I'm actually good with oil pastels. And now I'm, I'm like a oil pastel holder. Um, unfortunately for my husband, now I'm just holding oil pastels and paper and a lot of stationery everywhere. So that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to quickly read out all these lovely things coming into the, into the, uh, chat. Shirley's saying, you know, thanks for sharing. It's so important for each of us to give permission to ourselves to falter, which is so well said. And Chelly's saying, thanks for sharing. Sorry, what you that you had to go through this and for encouraging all of us to rethink the ways we work and create cultures around work. And and Shirley says, how are you doing now? How do you feel now, uh, Padma? Um. I have my good days, I have my bad days, so I literally take it. I mean, now I know the meaning of what take the day as it comes. Like literally, I know what that means literally now. Um, so I have been diagnosed with a condition called as um, autonomic neuropathy of which I have something strange called POTS. Basically, every time I change my position, there is a possibility that I might black out and faint. Uh, it's really strange, it's weird. Um, it, it was a hard couple of months since March. Um, I'm just about you know, in August, actually, it improved quite a bit. Otherwise, I was blacking out like five, six times a day. But now it's come down to two to three. Um, I'm just learning to manage it. It took a while for me to just accept that I'll have. And it's become chronic. There is no cure for it um, because it was not diagnosed for a really long time because I was, you know, repeatedly told it was anxiety. And I had to, like, literally go find doctors and tell them, no, this is this can't be anxiety. Like, this does not make sense. Like, you know, I know what anxiety feels like. So. Um, but now it's chronic, it's lifetime, and um, I'm learning to manage it. I'm learning, I've learned to accept that I'll have this all my life um, and that I will have to sort of, this is my new normal, and I'm just changing sort of my life around it. So what I do essentially is um, I work for an hour, I take a break for two hours, then I get back to work, then I take a break again. So it's essentially like that. That's how I work now. So maybe instead of an eight-hour eight day, I just work for three hours. Um, you know, and, and that's okay. I make those three hours very productive. So Padma, you've, you've given us a lot to think about here. You know, I think this is really an, an amazing session. Um, uh, you've basically told us to, you know, to chill the F out, uh, yeah. and, and just, <laughs> and just be okay about, about working hard or not working hard or whatever, you know, and just, and just give your, yourself permission to, uh, to take some time out and to just, Take care of yourself, and I think that's that's so important, and that's a, a great important lesson for uh, for all of us in this space, especially those who who've started companies, uh, who built businesses, and who run teams. I think these are are just very difficult yeah. times. 
Um, thank you so much for that reminder. I think that's a really great note to to end on. Um, you've given us a lot to think about. Uh, so we're going to bring this one to a close. Uh, it's, uh, we're already overrunning slightly, and I know that, that many of you want to get on with, with your Fridays. So thank you so much for, for joining us on, on uh, Spice Lo-Fi today, Padma, and, and to everybody else. Uh, if you've missed this live, you're going to find the recording uh, as, a, as an episode in your, in your podcast app or on spicemedia.com. Uh, hit subscribe if you like it. And uh, get in touch with us. Tell us who you want to hear on Nick's uh, Lo-Fi. And uh, we'll catch you all next Friday at 11 a.m. Singapore time. Thank you so much, guys. Now go chill out, everybody. Yes, please. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye, everybody. This is Splice.